Hey folks, this is David Pose the Matrix. How are you today? It is a um, what is today? Today's Tuesday, 7-5-2022, July 5th, 2022. I hope if you're uh, if you're living in the United States, I hope you had a wonderful Independence Day, a wonderful Fourth of July, and that uh, you got blessed in some way. Okay, or you were a blessing to somebody, that would be even nicer, right? Um, <clears throat> didn't do much here, just kind of uh, we had a little bit of a barbecue in the afternoon and then um, listen to all the gunshots at night. Now, we, we blew up some fireworks too, but that, you know, what you get today aren't really fireworks anyway. They're just gunpowder with a lot of noise. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so that's basically what we did. And um, been thinking a lot lately about um, all these uh, false flag sh shootings that are going on in high schools and, uh, and colleges and everywhere else, seems like. Anyway, uh, synagogues, churches, the whole nine yards. Um, and, you know, my, my simple answer to that is not getting rid of guns, but giving guns to responsible people in those organizations so that when these idiots come in and try to shoot some stuff up, you cap them. You know, maybe they'll get two or three shots out. You get a person with a really good shot with a, a nine millimeter. Well, nine millimeter is kind of weak, but a 10 millimeter or up, you know, and um, you take care of the problem right away, you know. <laughs> uh, but the powers that be don't want to have it that way. So what are you going to do? But um, anyway, uh, one of the things I forgot to do when I was setting this up, folks, is I forgot to uh share i want to share something with you not right at this moment but somewhere down the road here oh and i just got to remember what it was isn't that nice i always said i was going to enjoy my dementia i'm not I wish i could live up to what i said um let's see crisis actors false flag definition 37 i gotta look for the number 37 there we go all right. So I'm not going to show that right now. Freaking scary. It looks like um, you know, she's got Charlie Manson eyes. <laughs> so um, anyway, sort of go. Okay, here we go. Please forgive me. It's been a long day. I'm tired. Okay. It's, uh, I don't know. Just been a really long day. A lot of stuff going on. We've got a, a family member visiting from uh, the other side of the country here, and um, you know, it's uh, nice. It's really nice having the you know the company and everything like that. So, but um, anyway, I digress. So, you know, when I was a kid, you're going, oh, here he goes again. He's going to tell us about when he was young. Yeah, I am. <laughs> my radio show if you don't like it make your own uh, but uh, I grew up uh, my teenage years were in the 1970s and uh, but I learned a lot in the 1960s too however uh, in the 1970s you know going to uh, intermediate school which was uh, seventh and eighth and then high school which was ninth through twelfth um, I don't remember ever reading about um, kids going in and shooting up schools Never heard about that back in the 70s. Never, ever, ever. And now it seems like it's a commonplace thing. Well, there's probably reasons for that, and maybe we'll touch on some of them tonight. But um, what happened 
between uh, the 1970s and today. Well, a lot of stuff happened, right? Um, you know, society's been going down the toilet. That's one thing that's happened. Um, Americans uh, are split into factions now. There's patriotic Americans and there's um, and there's communists or insurgents that want to overthrow our government. Uh, so, but one of the things that's changing, <laughs> I hate starting off like this. <clears throat> Maybe it's a good idea there's nobody in the chat room right now. Um, because this show is carried on Twitch, and Twitch is a very, um, uh, as a game, uh, a gamer uh, format. And uh, a lot of times some of them will come by here just to mock us or something. And um, But, you know, I don't want to do evil for evil. So, but um, but one thing that has happened since uh, the late 70s and today is uh, video games. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of different factors, but. When we were growing up, we didn't have video, video games. I mean, when I was a late teenager, we had Pong. We had Pinball, which is really isn't a, vis, a video game. We had, um, uh, what was it, Mario Brothers. Um, Burger Time was another one we had. Centipede, Asteroids, uh, and things like that. And so that was the beginning of things. And I noticed even back then when, when my friends were playing these games, they would get absorbed in them, you know? It was like they became a, d a different person or a different person entered into them and, and, and started acting through them. And, and it wasn't pretty. It really wasn't. Um, that's one of the things that made me always swear off those games. Now, believe me, I would love to pick up a joystick and to play a game where I'm a pilot and a fighter, um, you know, battling other pilots or shooting out bombers or, or being a tank commander or something like that. I used to love that game, tank. Um, and... I, I can do that in a second, but what swore me off of them was the blank stare that people get in their faces when they're playing. It super absorbs them, and they don't nothing around them. You you could steal them blind while they're playing video games, and nothing will happen, you know, because they're so focused on it that you know you really have to you know call their name two or three times to get their attention in order to be able to communicate with people when they're playing those stupid games. Now, um, a few years ago, several years ago, I should say now. Um, uh, I can't remember her last name, but I had a friend uh, down in California. Her name was Kathy. And uh, dear soul, wonderful soul, just loved everybody she met, you know. And um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we would talk about these things often. And um, so we got on the, the, the kick about video games one day, and we were talking about it. She says, you know what the problem is? And I go, what? She says, the problem is that when you and I or anybody else that's not playing video games, when we go to do something, it goes into our brain. It's for, it's formulated in our brain. <clears throat> and then it goes to our heart to get checked to make sure it's okay to do. Because that's where the law of the Lord is written on there, you know. And um, and after that, then we do it. So if something is disagreeable with the law of the Lord, or, you know, the uh, Ten Commandments, the Torah, whatever you want to call it, it, it gets checked in here, in the heart. And we don't proceed with it unless we're wicked and evil. <laughs> but if we were, we wouldn't check check to see if it was evil. Probably wouldn't have a conscience either. Um, so we're checked by our heart in order to make sure that something's good. Now, we can't really count on the heart either altogether because, you know, what do we read about the heart in Scripture? That it's, it's desperately wicked and evil above all imagination. Okay, now that's the heart of an unbeliever. But, you know, 
uh, the Bible talks about the flesh. We, we're, we're spirit, soul, and body. And uh, it's hard to get rid of the old man. It's impossible until we get translated or die. Um, so having that old man living inside of us, the man that was there before, uh, before we got saved, before we got uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, stuff like that, um, that man is constantly opposed to what the heart tries to filter out. And it'll make all kinds of excuses as to why you accept to accept something that you want you want to do, but you know you shouldn't do it. And I think you all agree that uh, when you go to do something and it's not something that you would normally do, that you check it and maybe five or six flags go up on it. And so you take flag number one, you go, well, you know, but that's not going to hurt anybody. And then you take flag number two, and then you go all the way through flag number five. And you've made all these excuses to do stuff. Oh, hey, I've done it too. Okay. You make all these excuses to do stuff. And, and then um, everything that your heart could check that it was wrong, you know, it goes right out the window. So, um, and it happens a lot, even to those of us who have been saved for decades. <laughs> you know, it's, we'll always try to look for a loophole, look for a deal, you know, that we can get away doing something that our flesh thinks is fun, but really isn't fun and leads to the detriment of our whole lives. Um, but, um, <clears throat> so again, in the seventies, we didn't have a lot of these problems. Then in the eighties, it started nineties. It got really bad. The two thousands. Oh my goodness. And now I think I wrote was that there was, there's been 301 false flag shootings, um, just this year alone. Okay. And of course the, uh, the, the, the demon cracks and, um, and all those, uh, leftists and stuff. They think it's Lance, the answer is taking the guns away. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's not. It's it's a gun that the gun doesn't shoot people. People shoot people. So you got to think of a way to make it to where those people don't get guns. Um, but then you're trampling on their Second Amendment rights. So what do you do? You know, it's 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 a sticky wicket to be in. But um, I don't know. I'm either here or there on that. I, I kind of do have an opinion, but I don't want to give it. Okay. Um, so they know that there's no constitutional grounds that they can take our guns away. Okay. There's no constitutional grounds whatsoever for them to be able to do it, except if it becomes something like a national emergency or if too many people speak up and say, Hey, we need to get rid of guns. It would be, have to be more than 50% of Americans though, because I think it's like 53% of Americans have guns. So, um, but anyway, so, that's what they would have to do, <clears throat> get enough dissension amongst the people in order for them to say, okay, well, my office phone has been ringing day and night for the last two years, and we're going to take care of this. You know, this is a real problem. We're going to take care of it, where the problem is the one that's receiving the phone call. Um, so <clears throat> that having been said, uh, all the other amendments, the first, you know, freedom of speech, uh, and religion, uh, all the other ones, all the way through the, what was it? They're 25 now, I think. Um, they're all protected by the second one. Because if you take the second one away, <laughs> there's nothing to stop the government from doing what they want to do. Nothing at all. You know, were you going to go out with butter knives and challenge the guy with the M16 to a duel? <laughs> you know, or you can do like David did and make a slingshot and hopefully bean every one of them in the center of the eyes, you know, and kill them all. But, uh, that's that's kind of hard to imagine too. 
Um, so, having been said, um, I think that, uh, <clears throat> and I know that the everything that happens, especially when Democrats are in office, everything that happens is to take guns away, okay? Um, or to take your rights away, or to take your money out of your pocket. One of the three. Uh, there was a movie, uh, Hunt for Red October. It was a really good movie. And if you haven't seen it, I, I challenge you to see it. It's I, I really enjoyed it. I could see it again tonight if I wanted to. Um, but in the movie, uh, there's an American politician, and um, he's talking to, I believe he's talking to a Russian politician because the Russians had <clears throat> wanted us to sink their submarine because they knew that the guy was going to defect. However, they didn't tell us that part. They just said he was rogue and he was going to launch missiles against the United States. So um, <clears throat> anyway, um, so what happens is that uh, they fake uh, destroying it and bring it to uh, Maine uh, where they park it, where they can work on it. But <clears throat> one of the American politicians says to the, the Soviet counterpart, he says, he says, I'm a politician. He says, when I'm not handing out lollipops to kids, I'm figuring out ways to steal them back from them. So <clears throat> there you go. They were straight from the horse's mouth or the actor playing a horse. Let's put it that way. But um, there's a lot of truth in that statement. <laughs> you know, one of the things that just really ticked me off um, was how we got these stimulus checks last year and the year before. I never asked for that check. Never. I was glad to get it because, you know, we had a few obligations we needed to take care of. But you know, it's not like I said, you know, please give me that check and I'll pay you back anything you want. No, I got the check. It was not my choice. Um, cash is a stupid thing. And then the end of last year and the end of this year, or, you know, let's say the end of 2021 and 2020, um, the IRS tells us, oh, yeah, that was income. You got to pay on that. <laughs> Um, now here's the deal. How could it be income when it's our tax dollars that are giving that money out? Okay. How can you be taxed twice on your money? You can't according to the constitution. Oh, but we're not under the constitution anymore. The United States is a corporation. So, you know, kiss that goodbye. That idea of ever getting any money back from them because they're robber barons is what they are. And when they steal them, they take it away and it's, it's like it never existed, you know? So anyway, um, these false flag shootings are, are, are pretty interesting because they seem to happen when the Democrats, leftists, communists, progressives, you name it, are, are getting nervous about keeping their seats in Congress or are getting nervous about <clears throat> getting certain men, um, legislation passed through their, uh, through the Congress, um, it seems like uh, when they're not getting their way, all of a sudden there's a uh, there's a mass shooting somewhere, and there are places you can find online where you can read that um, all the shooters have come from either liberal homes or are liberal progressives or are communists. Okay, there's no one ifs or ends ends or what's about it. It's just it's the way it is. Now you got people like Snopes and um, Politico. That, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. Well, yeah, I could say that's not true about a lot of things. But if I back it up with some stuff, then I know it's kosher what I'm saying. But they never back it up. So um, when Politico and, and um, Snopes and, and other likes, uh, those, those kind of creatures 
say that something's not true, then I got to turn around on the flip side of the card and say, hey, maybe it is true. You know, I mean, there's some ridiculous stuff that's not true. You know, like if they tried to say that uh, Nibiru passed through our atmosphere last night, it's like, no, that didn't happen. And I'll agree with Politico and, and with uh, Snopes on that. But um, if it's something that smells like a duck, walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, folks. And that's all there is to it. Um, okay. So we want to look at, <clears throat> I was, I was confused for a while there and I didn't know what false flag meant because I thought that they were, the, the name itself makes you think that they're putting out false information of something that's not even happening. Okay. I would see shootings and I hear it was a false flag. Well, yeah, no, this is a false flag. You know, it's not real. And I'm like, not real. Is that me? Well, the fact is that it is real, but they're using it to cover up other things. So they can, you know, they can keep your eyes on that and get them off of something else. Anytime you see the government interested in something, folks, look around. Look around 360 degrees to see what's going on elsewhere, because there will be something going on in elsewhere. And it'll be something that will probably affect your lives in one way or another. Um, so I looked it up real quick. And um, false flag. And this is from... Um, Dictionary.com. Uh, I didn't think it would be in um, Webster's 1828 because people were more or less um, honest back then. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you walk up to them, you go back in time and walk up to them. Hey, is this a false flag? Whither thou speakest, brother? <laughs> no, no, never mind. Anyway, um, so it's a noun and it's an attack or a hostile action that obscures, obscures, the identity of the participants carrying out the action while implicating another group or nation as the perpetrator. Often used attributively, <laughs> a couple of sentences, every sub, excuse me, evidence suggests that the covert operation was a false flag. Another uh, sentence, the false flag terrorist attack lured the military into a hasty response. See, it's, it's to get your eyes off of something and onto something else so that people in the background can do what they want to do. And that's what the elite are so famous for, isn't it? You know, to, to get our eyes off of what's really going on so that they can do their nasty little deeds and get all their crap done. Um, just a, a warning, folks. My uh, I got some family coming back and I've got the window open, so it may get noisy uh, just for a brief moment out there while they exit their cars and get out of the rain and go inside. Okay, so that's what a false flag is in the um, definition that we're using it, okay? Now, what I thought was kind of interesting, uh, let's see, do I want to go there? Yeah, why not? Um, there's two factors that play into this, folks. Um, I mean, there's many, but two of them are, um, well, three, okay? Did the kids play with video games? The second one, did the are the parents liberals or were they liberals? And the third one is um, where they stand uh, religiously, okay? And like I said, there are other factors that play into it, but those are kind of the, the three the three that uh, this whole issue rests upon, the foundation. Um, so one of those... Um, coincidences, quicky dinks, is that um, most of these people, if not all of them, 
or on some kind of antidepressant. Okay, now, time for clarity. I'm not saying, folks, that if you're on an antidepressant, you're going to go out and shoot people, okay? Most of you folks that listen to this show, if not all of you, are very moral people, are very caring, very loving, and would not go out and do something like that, okay? You've got that filter in your heart that stops you, okay? There are other people that don't listen to this show or or are naysayers of this show that would go out and do something like that. They just wouldn't admit it right now, but they would if they had the chance and, and situations led up to that. Um, yeah, they'd grab a rifle right away and go shoot people up. And we're seeing that in the liberal mindset nowadays. <clears throat> they tend to come up now and it, 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 where it used to be, it was like, first of all, they would shun you, okay? That was a big thing, shun them. Well, when a Democrat or a liberal shuns you, that's a compliment, okay? That, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. So they're doing you a favor. Uh, then it started in with name calling. Well, okay. People that don't have an argument often use name calling. Okay. It's, everybody knows that. So if, if you can't win an argument, you start name calling, you might as well just give up and I don't know, go to the bar and have a drink or something. I don't know. I don't condone going to bars, but you know, it gets you out of my hair. Um, and, um, and the, the, uh, antidepressant, uh, thing, uh, is 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 quite interesting. Um, now I worked in um, <clears throat> the um, psychiatric field of medicine for quite a while. I was a, an LPN, a nurse, and I got to see, I got to chart a lot on things, and I got to read a lot on things, and it was a really cool job actually. <laughs> Except I worked for Kate Brown, and it really made it suck. But um, so I have a little bit of knowledge in this, and I've got to observe several things and. Uh, for instance, now this isn't really related to this, but if you go into all, I went into all the charts of the patients that we had, and of course, I'm not going to say any names, okay? But every chart that I read said that the patient had a problem with excessive marijuana use, okay? So then you get in there and you start looking at people that use excessive marijuana, marijuana excessively, and realize that marijuana nowadays is much more powerful than it was when I was a teenager or a young, you know, young adult. And you realize that it really messes people up because the receptors for cannabis are very similar to the to other receptors in your brain. And when those receptors get clogged up with cannabis, um, you know, it's it's just a bad scene, and it does cause people to go psychotic. And sometimes it can be reversed, but a lot of times it can't. Okay. Um, so anyway. Uh, I got to read that in the charts, and um, I got to see what they did being on marijuana, and some of that stuff wasn't pretty, okay? Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to, to demonize THC, marijuana, or anything here, because everything that God made has its uses, okay? But I will demonize when people use it or take it, and then they commit crimes, Okay? It's not the innocent little drug that people think it is. It's, it is a gateway drug, and it does lead to use of higher and more powerful drugs like um, different uh, types of speed, different types of downers, and stuff like that, depending on the person and what their preference is for getting high. Some people get, go low to get high. So um, anyway, but I noticed, and, and I'm going to share this with you right now, okay? It, it's a list. Ooh. <laughs> How'd you like that staring at you every morning? 
I, I shouldn't joke around because for some people that is a reality. They have to look at that every morning and, and they live with terrible people. And so forgive me for, for laughing, but just, it was a response kind of flight or fight or laugh response. Um, okay. So let me go down here and get into here. Okay. 37 mass shooters who are on antidepressants. Okay. That's a lot. 37. All right. All right. I'm not going to read all that stuff up there. Okay. It does explain this a little bit. Uh, for instance, here are 39 mass shooters who are either on antidepressants at the time of their rampage, had abruptly quit taking their medications and went out on their, on their spree or had been prescribed antidepressants at some point in the past. None of this is to imply that any antidepressants make certain people go on mass shootings. That's true. Does it? Uh, just as few people with guns go on shooting sprees, so do um, few people on antidepressants, but it's an area that's definitely worth researching. Okay. I'm going to try to go as fast as I can, okay? Um, James Egan Holmes, he shot 24 people, 12 dead, 70 wounded. He was on Zoloft. Um, and it talks about his crime. I'm not going to read that, okay? Uh, to save time. Uh, number two, Eric Harris, age at time of shooting, 17, number of casualties, 14, 23 wounded, 14 dead, 23 wounded, antidepressant, Zoloft, and Luvox. Name, Patrick Purdy, age at time of shooting, 25, number of casualties, 5 dead and 3, 30 wounded, antidepressant, amitriptyline, also known as Elevil. Um Okay, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Name, Seung Hee Cho. Uh, age at time of shooting, 23. Number of casualties, 32 dead, 23 wounded on Prozac and Paxil. Hopefully not at the same time. Um, name, Jeff Weiss. Age at time of shooting, 16. Number of casualties, 10 dead, 12 wounded, uh, antidepressant Prozac. All right, name, Robert Hawkins, age at time of shooting, 19. Number of casualties, nine dead, four wounded, antidepressant, unspecified. A lot of times you can't get that information, folks, because it's, you know, a patient's, a patient's profile is, is uh, privileged to them and their doctors and insurance company, unless you're a state official and then you can get anybody's stuff. Um, state of Oregon's like that. Um, name, Andrew Enget. Engel Dinger, uh, age at time of shooting, 36, estimated. Number of casualties, seven dead, two wounded. Antidepressant, mirtazapine and trazodone. Name, Robert Kenneth Stewart. Age at time of shooting, 45. Number of casualties, eight dead, three wounded. On Lexapro. Name, Christopher Wood. Age at time of shooting, 34. Number of casualties, five dead. Antidepressants, Wellbutrin, Elevil, and Pamelor. Ooh, he's taking the trinity of drugs there. Um, name, Stephen Kasmiseric. I know I said that wrong, forgive me. Uh, age at time of shooting, 27. Number of casualties, six dead, 21 wounded, taking Prozac. You know, when you look at the, the little sideline here, when you look at the number of people that go... Uh, bananas that shoot up people and you look at the you know being on uh, antidepressants and then you look at the people that 
have taken the shot and are dropping dead, it's there's not much difference, is there? Except you can get you can sue a drug company for Prozac and all antidepressants. You can't sue them for bad side effects on immunizations. They saw to that back in the nineties. Okay. Joseph T. Westbecker, age of time shooting, 47, number of casualties, 9, dead, 11 wounded, on Prozac. Name, Luke Woodham, age at time of shooting, 16, number of casualties, 3 dead and 6 wounded, on Prozac. Name, Kip Kinkle, oh, I remember this one, this happened here. Um, yeah, okay, um, sorry. Kip Kinkle, uh, age at time of shooting, 15, number of casualties, four dead, 22 wounded. He was on Prozac. That happened right down uh, near Springfield here in Oregon. Um, name, Christopher Pittman, age at time of shooting, 12, number of casualties, two dead, antidepressant, Paxil and Zoloft. Name, Aaron Alexis, age at time of shooting, 34, number of casualties, 12 dead, eight wounded, taking Trazodone. Um, name, Dylan Roof. That kid's got problems just looking at his picture. Look at the eyes. It's like evil resides here. Um, Dylan Roof, age of time of shooting, 21. Number of casualties, nine dead, one wounded. Antidepressant unspecified. Um, Pekka Aaron, excuse me, Pekka Eric Evanen. Avenant, okay, age of time of shooting, 18, number of casualties, 9 dead, 12 wounded, antidepressant, unspecified SSRI, and SSRI is a serotonin um, uptake, uh, re-inhibitor uptake, in other words, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, okay, all right, I knew I'd get it if I thought about it, um, and that's just the uh, the drug class for Paxil, Prozac, um, and others. Name, uh, James Wilson, age at time of shooting, 19, number of casualties, two dead, nine wounded, antidepressant, unspecified. Name of Jason, uh, name, Jason Hoffman, age at time of shooting, 18, number of casualties, five, antidepressants, Selexa and Effexor. Uh, name, Neil Furrow. Age at time of shooting, 37. Number of casualties, 5 wounded. Antidepressants, Prozac. Name, Stephen Leith, or Life. Age at time of shooting, 39. Number of casualties, 1 dead, 2 wounded. Antidepressant, Prozac. We're getting there, folks. Um, name, Lori Wasserman Dan, D-A-N-N. Age at time of shooting, 30, number of casualties, two dead, six wounded, antidepressant, and aphronil. That's a woman's name. That's rare. You hear of a woman doing something like that. All right. Name, Maddie Saari, S-A-A-R-I. Um, age at time of shooting, 22, number of casualties, 11 dead, one wounded, antidepressant, unspecified SSRI. Name, Asa Kuhn. Age at time of shooting, 14. Number of casualties, one dead, four wounded. Antidepressant, trazodone. Uh, name, Mamoru Takuma. Age at time of shooting, 40. Number of casualties, eight dead, 16 wounded. Antidepressant, unspecified. 
uh, let's see, name, Devin Kelly, age at time of shooting, 26, number of casualties, 26 dead, 20 wounded. See, look at the eyes, folks. I know you can't see this if you're listening to it, but the eyes have a kind of a, a deadness in them, like there's nothing behind them, nothing. Okay, name, Scott DeCray, DeCray. age at time of shooting, 41, number of casualties, eight dead, one wounded, antidepressant, unspecified. Okay, let's see. Name, Myron Deshaun May, age at time of shooting, 31, number of casualties, three wounded, antidepressant, Wellbutrin. Let's see, number 28. Um, name, Aaron Ibarra. Age at time of shooting, 26. Number of casualties, one dead, two wounded. Antidepressant, Prozac. Name, Jose Reyes. Age at time of shooting, 12. Number of casualties, two dead, two wounded. Um, antidepressant, Prozac, generic. Only... Um, Let's see. Okay, that just talks about the crime. Sorry. Um, name, Alvaro Rafael Castillo. Age of time of shooting, 19. One dead and two wounded. Unspecified medication. See? Look at the eyes. There's deadness in those eyes. He's not totally there. Hmm. Makes you wonder if he's being meddled with. Okay. Uh, name, Toby Arsensino, age, time of shooting, 15. Number of casualties, two dead, one wounded, antidepressant, Zoloft. Name, I, uh, Ivan Lopez, age, at time of shooting, 34. Number of casualties, four dead, 16 wounded, antidepressant, unspecified, SSRI. I would say he's probably for Prozac or, or uh, Zoloft. But what do I know? Um Name, Bradley Stone, age at time of shooting, 35. Number of casualties, seven dead. Antidepressant, Trazodone. Uh, name, Ali David Sunboli. Age time of shooting, 18. Number of casualties, 10 dead. 27 wounded. Unspecified um, antidepressant. Uh, name, John Schick. Age at time of shooting, 30. Number of casualties, one dead, six wounded. Antidepressant, unspecified. Two more, and hooray, we're done. Um, name, Richard Baumhammers. Age at time of shooting, 34. Number of casualties, five dead, one wounded, antidepressant unspecified. And last but not lost, released. Name, Michael McDermott. Age at time of shooting, 42. Number of casualties, seven dead, antidepressant Prozac, and unspecified others. Ooh, polypharmacy. That's interesting. Okay, so we've looked at what a false flag is. We've looked at a bunch of people that have decided to just go up their nut and shoot people, realize that they're all on antidepressants at one time or another or when they committed the crime. Um, so we're, we're kind of narrowing things down. This is kind of getting suspicious. Now, I want to go on record as saying that I, I believe that not all mental illness is... Um, is uh, the fault of the patient. It's not, um, not all mental illness is um, organic. That's what I was looking for. I believe that some of it's caused by outside forces, okay? And 
when we look at um, CIA and mind control, I think that maybe you will agree with me afterwards that uh, that this stuff happens and that um, it's really the, the bad boys in the government that are corrupting people's brains. Um, one of the things that we had to do when we were going through nursing school, and they knew that we were going to go into psych uh, nursing, um, is they had us sit in a seat and a person in front of us, like they're interviewing us for intake at a hospital. Um, and while they were talking, one person had a cone put up to my left ear, another to my right. And one person was telling me uh, on the left was saying how much God loved me. And then another one on the right was telling me to kill the therapist. Okay. Plus you have your own thoughts in your head, right? So imagine having your own thoughts, one ear telling you one thing or something in your ear telling you one thing, something in your other ear telling you another thing. And then your own thought, man, it'll drive you nuts. And then you got to be around the other patients for telling you this stuff. And it can, it can really lead to a lot of problems. But um, I think it's important that we, we realize that <clears throat> the mind is a, it's an electronic mechanical computer. And it's not even really mechanical. It's, it's electronic and, uh, and it's a nervous uh, <clears throat> part of the nervous system that really it's the crux of everything. Let's put it that way. Um, but the interesting thing is, and I got to get off of the screen. Hold on folks. Okay. Um, the interesting thing is that if you study sound waves, uh, microwaves, radio waves, you realize that you can actually affect a person's brain by using certain radio waves. Um, the, the big debate, whether um, C451 or I can't remember the other one, 437, uh, they're both um, uh, notes in a musical range, but one of them is supposed to be a little healthier for, for people. Um, it kind of soothes the mind and everything. That's a good example of what I'm talking about. Um, but you've heard, um, we've, we've heard when we were in the 70s, Play nice music and your plants will grow great. Well, there's a lot of uh, research that shows that that's true. There's there's some stuff that you play on, on your radio that the plants would rather you not play it, and they won't thrive. And there's other stuff like classical music, uh, classical guitar and stuff like that. If you play it, then the, the plants like it. Well, people like that too, you know. Um, for some reason, when I was younger, I could never understand why I like classical piano, okay? Um not really classical, like Roger Williams and, and, and people like that, you know, that play beautiful music on the piano. Anyway, uh, when I found out later, when I asked my mom about that, as she said, when she was younger, she would take the speakers and place them on her, her belly when I was inside, you know, and, and she would play Roger Williams. And uh, so <laughs> that's where I got that habit from, or that like. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, um, Sound can affect us. It's um, there are many of us that believe that uh, COVID nineteen was set off by five uh, G, uh, and there's evidence to prove that too. Because you got to remember, we're talking about resonance. We're talking about, and, and I'm not talking about resonance like being a resident in an apartment complex. Resonance, R E S O N A N C E, and uh, what those things do is they. Here's an example. Um, I can't remember when it was. My dad told me about this. It was years, must have been in the 40s or 50s. 
but um, there was a bunch of soldiers and they were marching across the bridge. And you know, when people march, it's clunk, 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 clunk. Well, they were so in unison with one another and they were, they were so heavy because there were several thousand soldiers on the bridge, I would imagine, that between that and the sound, the resonance of the sound, it, um, it actually caused the bridge to collapse, <laughs> okay? So there's a little bit of sound, a little bit of marching that actually, you know, caused quite a stir, uh, sad stir too. Um, but it's, it's not just that. It's, um, you know, I, I, I've been known for teasing. Um, I like to tease people. And sometimes I'll just make noises until the people realize I'm making a noise and tell me to stop. <laughs> anyway, it, it's, it's fun for me anyway. Um, and that works also with, you know, tapping on a desk. Okay, I did that five times, four times. Not bad. But if I was had somebody else in the room and I did it all day long, they would get pissed off at me and tell me to stop doing that, right? Because it annoys them. It, it doesn't resonate with them. Okay? And so with, with the 5G and the, and the COVID, um, my belief is that what it does is it vibrates to a certain extent that it actually lets the virus or whatever the hell that thing is um, enter into a cell and then self-replicate and then move out. Just, it makes it easier. And it's awful interesting that all the COVID cases that were really bad, you know, I mean, um, areas that were really bad were Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, um, Seattle, uh, New York, city, that area, that whole metropolitan area in New York, there's tons of people that got COVID there, but they're all on 5G. Okay. Well, take that and go wherever you want to with it, but it's, um, I don't know. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that things happen for a reason, and uh, I think that happened for a reason. But, uh, <clears throat> so let's see. What is this? I don't think I need to be there. Okay, let's see. All right, now I want to go into something that um, I don't go off in the branches here, but I think this is important. I mentioned about the this, this CIA or, you know, resonances within the mind and how sounds can affect the mind as well as other body parts. Um, well, you don't believe it, folks. Look, how did you get rid of the kidney stones many times? They use sound waves to destroy the kidney stone. Okay. So if it can destroy a kidney stone, I'm sure that it, you know, they can use sound waves for other things. And if the body is that susceptible, susceptible, you know. Um, so for many years, um, well, a real, real quick history lesson here. The CIA. When did the CIA start? What was it, 1947, 1948, right around there? What was here before that? I think it was called the OSS, Office of Strategic Services. They were kind of like our spy network during World War II. Well, what happens? We, we win World War II physically. Now, let's remember, we win it physically. We lost it uh, when you're talking about spirit, spiritually in the minds of the people. Um, it's gone. Folks, uh, excuse me, I have to... I have to stand. I hurt my back a while back, or a couple of weeks ago, and like from the tailbone all the way up. So, anyway, 
I shall stand for a little while. There. Okay. There we go. Good deal. Okay. So World War II comes to an end. We win the physical war, not the spiritual or the mind war. The Nazis won that. And I'll tell you why. Because um, they had all kinds of inventions. Um, they did all kinds of experiments during World War II and before on people. And they learned a lot about people, the physiology of people and what hurts them, what helps them. And, um, not necessarily so much what helps them, but what hurts them. They, they weren't exactly looking for cures for, for people. They were looking for ways to hurt people. Um, so the war comes to an end in the United States and Russia, okay, the Soviet Union at the time. Um, both of them tried to get as many scientists and as many thinkers as they could to uh, to leave with them and either go to Moscow or to Washington, okay? Uh, scads of people came over to Washington. Now, one thing that, and you can agree with this or not, doesn't really matter, but one thing that the, the scripture is very um, adamant about is that if you go to battle against people and you win, you don't loot them, okay? Um, unless there were a couple times in scripture where, where Yahweh said, yeah, take their spoils, it's okay. But for the most part, he would say, don't loot them. Don't take anything out of there because those people were involved in bad things. And if you understand spirituality, you understand that bad things can attach themselves to things and then, and then leap on the good people. And um, so, but when we, <clears throat> the end of World War II, um, what do we do? We scoop up every scientist we can find, every invention we can find which I'm not arguing with, okay? Because it gave us an edge over the, the Soviets. But um, so we, we brought all that stuff back to Washington, all those people back to Washington. Um, some of them were still guilty of pretty heinous crimes, but they were never prosecuted. Instead, they were offered jobs uh, at the brand new CIA, Central Intelligence Agency. And they, most of them, if not all, accepted the, uh, the invitation and, and uh, became good American citizens and everything else. But uh, no, in the background, they were into some pretty dark stuff. And uh, when we talk about Kathy, you'll, you'll hear about that. But um, it's, it's terrible that we did that. But I guess it was a necessary evil. But where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line for necessary evil? You'll do it. Necessary evil, you will not do it. You know, that's, that's the big... $64,000 question, so to speak. So myself, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done if I was a, the chief of staff um, in the Pentagon or, or whatever, you know, I, I can't answer that right now because I wasn't living back then. I didn't know the situations and I didn't really live under the, a direct threat of communism like they did in the fifties and early sixties. Um, so Anyway, so we lost the we won the physical war, but lost the spiritual and psychic war, so to speak. Um, so you got the CIA now that is starting to do everything that they were doing in, while they were in Germany. Okay, the the, the German scientists were that is uh, all these experiments, experimenting with LSD, turning LSD loose on the American public to see what it will do to people. Um, and that's just one of the things that they did. 
Um, I mean, guys like Timothy Leary are probably happy about that. You know, Timothy would always want to cop a buzz of, <laughs> off of a hit at LSD. But um, for the most part, everything that they did was um, heinous, to say the least. Now, there's a gal. I'm going to vacillate here, folks, and sit back down. Don't ever fall off a ladder. It's not fun, okay? Okay. Yeah, he is. All right. All right, here we go. So, anyway, um, I was introduced. I've read a lot of stuff about the CIA and what they've done. And makes me really unhappy with how they've corrupted our, our country because the sins of the leaders always fall down to the become the sins of the the regular people. And we can look at American society now and see that that's the truth. Okay, they CIA and others have bastardized every bastardized everything so badly that we, you know, it's it's hard to tell what's right and wrong anymore. <laughs> you know, um, that's that's how bad it's gotten. But um, anyway, so I'm going to go here. No, how about over here? Okay. Now, no, I'm going to, before I go there, I'm going to go here. All right. There, um, when a lot of these false flags happen, and, and I'll get into Kathy O'Brien in a few minutes, but when these false flags happen, um, of course, they cause conspiracy theories to, to fly everywhere. But um, there's a lot of times when the people, you'll see, like, let's say there's a shooting in Massachusetts, hypothetical, okay? And you see this one lady that's walking out, and she's got blood on her shirt, and she doesn't look like she's doing too good. And you never hear anything else about her. And then, you know, a few months down the road, there's a shooting, let's say, in Waikiki, hypothetically. And... Um, you see the same woman. <laughs> the same woman is at both shooting events. You know, it's like, what's going on here? Well, you know, that right away that makes me wonder, you know, was this real or was it a false flag? Well, obviously it must have been a false flag if she's, if they're renting her out or paying her to be there to be a crisis actor, and that's what they're called, crisis actors, then she must have, um, she must make a, a quite a habit of it, of becoming a, a, a professional crisis actor and making lots of money when this stuff happens, you know? So anyway, I've noticed that a lot. And if you see really folks, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, um, when they show the footage tonight, if they show it, if they haven't, you know, already shown it and given it up, but uh, the, the shooting that happened yesterday and look at all the characters in the background each and every one of them, okay? Just remember them in your head. Some of you can do that a lot easier. I can't do that very much, but I can I can see things, you know. Uh, I can say, hey, oh, wait, that face looks familiar. You know, and then I go back and look, and sure enough, it was at the last shooting. Um, but, yeah, look at the faces real carefully and study them, and then the next time a shooting happens, look at the faces again. You're going to see the same faces many times there. So, um and that's probably how you could determine very easily if it's a false flag or not. You know, if you got to hire people to come in and act as act as victims of a crime, or uh, you know, people that are trying to rescue people in a crime, and uh, it's 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 a shame. It really is all I can say. 
Uh, let's see. I want to see how long this is, and I may. It's not too long. Okay. This is talking about crisis actors. Okay. On Tuesday on CNN, Parkland survivor David Hogg was asked by Anderson Cooper about the plethora of right-wing websites and social media accounts spreading conspiracy theories about him. In response, Hogg said, I'm not a crisis actor. I'm someone who had to witness this and lived through it, and I continue to be having to do that. Those with little experience on the febrile uh, world conspiracy theory may uh, not fully understand what Hogg was being accused of, but the idea that mass shooting victims and witnesses are higher performers uh, serving a darker purpose has over the last decade migrated from the farthest margins of conspiracy media. Now see right away, folks, let me get in here. Um, but the idea that mass shooting victims, victims and witnesses are higher performers sparks a dark purpose have over the last decade migrated from the farthest margins of conspiracy media. Okay, well, nobody ever said that the victims were hired actors, okay? I've never seen that. Maybe some of you have. I haven't. But a lot of the other performers in there are. Um, and we've got to get away from this thought that government good, government good, people good, no. Government evil, people good, okay? And to get what they want to get, they're going to do any stupid thing they have to, you know, anything. Um, whether it's flying planes into the World Trade Center. Yeah, you think that was real? Okay. Um, say la vie. Um, or, you know, a bunch of other things, things that you know, could be attributed to uh, false flags, the Project Bluebeam, um, which is a project that uses um, lasers to make uh, holograms that make that are so professional looking that they make you think they're real. Um, okay. So anyway, um, they're talking about David Hogg. Um, okay, let's see. Thanks to a range of right-wing uh, media actors is now much closer to the mainstream on Tuesday a Florida Rep Republican aide was fired after he suggested that survivors are actors oh boy um, the first thing to understand is that the crisis actor conspiracy theory has a slender tie to reality crisis actors do exist though there is nothing under underhanded about them they are simply performers uh, hired to play disaster victims in uh, emergency drills and wounded combatants in military exercises. They provide a degree of realism for people practicing for real emergencies further down the line. Yeah, I get that. I really do get that, but uh, why do they have to be on active shooter sites where there's actually shooting going on? Um, that's what makes me wonder, Okay. Uh, let's see, we'll continue. But in recent years, the term has been appropriated by conspiracy theorists claiming that the mass shootings are staged. Uh, social media users, broadcasters, and even uh, political staffers now routinely allege that events like the Parkland shooting are orchestrated by shadowy actors 
in order to affect some political goal. Lately, they are likely to nominate the deep state as culprit, but which means that, uh, which they mean segments of the intelligence community and unelected officials who are held to be working against Donald Trump and working toward the confiscation of regulations of firearms or regulations of firearms. Okay. But can't you see how it works, folks? It's, it's so simple to see for me anyway. Okay. If you have one shooting, let's say in the north, way up in the northeast, let's say Maine. Okay. Yeah, people are going to hear about it. They're going to feel bad about it. And then um, after a while, it'll kind of pass and go away. And then everything gets back to normal with people. But if you have one every week or twice a week, then it looks like everybody that has a gun is going berserk. And that's not true. They're not. It's it's all an actor. Uh, Actor-inspired um, crap that's going on, and, and um, it's just not good. Um, okay, so really a false flag is just something that's done to distract. Okay, um, yes, it's possible. I have no doubt believing that it's possible that um, – the Democrats actually hire people and, and maybe even stage these kind of things. Um, I mean, for goodness sakes, they're trying to force people to take a vaccine that's going to kill them. You know, what's to stop them from, you know, staging these things that go on. And I'm not saying that people don't get killed. Okay. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's done to take your eyes off of things that other things that they're doing. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's really amazing. It really is. Let me look in here real quick. Oh, let's see. We got two people in the chat room. Okay, well, one person. Oh, you want me to cite evidence? Read the newspaper. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Read. Uh, do you work for uh, Snopes, Swagmaster? Because you sure seem like a liberal who got on here tonight and trying to prove me wrong. But, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And, you know, you could write whatever you want on here. And uh, it doesn't really matter. He wrote, uh, the first thing was proof with a question mark, of course, and cite evidence. Um, all I've been doing is reading articles from the newspapers. Um, and if you're a liberal, you should like me reading from the newspapers because you're a liberal and you believe everything in newspapers. So it should, you know, what's, what's your beef? I mean, what is your beef? Because you you have no argument here. Uh, you really don't. So, but I, it looks like they did hit it running and left. So now is it 7.52? What time is it now? Oh, it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Well, if you're still listening out there, you know, just investigate it for yourself. Okay. That That's all. I, I'm trying tired of... Tired, 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 tired of trying to prove to liberals what's right and what's wrong. If you guys can't figure that out yourselves, then and you can't do the research yourselves, and you have an orgasm every time Joe Biden speaks on the television, then that's your that's your thing. Pardon me for the crude talk, folks, but I don't know. Me, me and liberals do not get along very well. I try. I really try, but when the, the stupid stuff comes up, it just erases everything that's ever been done by them that's any good. Okay, let's see. Where were we? Crisis actors. Okay. 
I mean, heck, I'm reading from an article in The Guardian, uh, which is not a conservative paper. It's a very liberal paper over in uh, in England. And uh, I tell you, people, you can't keep people happy. You know, it's impossible to make people happy. It really is. If I had read this from Pravda, which isn't in service anymore, of course, but or um, Izvestia or something like that, the guy would still argue with me, even though Izvestia and Pravda are, are communist rags, and this guy evidently likes communism. So, um, let's see. As the okay. Okay, so we left off. Crisis actors do exist, though there is nothing underhanded about them. They are simply performers hired to play disaster victims. In okay, I read that already. All right. But in recent years, the term has uh, been appropriately uh, appropriated uh, by conspiracy theorists claiming that mass shootings are staged. Uh, social media users, broadcasters, and even political staffers now routinely allege that the events like the Parkland shooting are orchestrated by the shadowy actors in order to affect some physical goal. Lately, they're likely to nominate the deep state as culprit, but which, uh, which they, excuse me, by which they mean that segments of the intelligence community are unelected officials who are held to be working against Donald Trump and working towards the compensation or regulation of firearms. Okay. You're against my country, not against Donald Trump. So, okay. Let's see. Anyway, so you can see the argument right there. You know, this guy's arguing for uh, crisis actors and in their defense. And so I'm reading from a liberal point of view, and I get a libtard on there that gets mad at me. Go figure. Um, all right. Now, Kathy O'Brien. A few years ago, I picked up a book called, um, uh, what, the, what was it called? <laughs> um, well, it was a book about Project Monarch and everything that happened to, to Kathy. And um, and I am looking for the name of the book in this article. Uh, oh, trans, was it? Transformation of America. And trans is T-R-A-N-C-E, like trance. You know, get put in a trance. Transformation of America. And it's an excellent book. Um, it is a, a book that could be kind of confusing to people because it, um, she goes into so much. Okay. I mean, I don't think she missed one little jot or tittle of what the people did to her. You know, everything is, is cataloged there. And, um, her name is Kathy O'Brien. Uh, last name is spelled O hyphen B R I E N. And, uh, her story is that she, from a little girl, her father was very abusive and I guess her father has some ties with um, some people in uh, what would later become the New World Order, uh, politicians and everything, and not just Democrats, Republicans also. And um, so he kind of farmed her out and then sold her to um, some politician. I think it was Dick Cheney, or he at one time he got his hands on her. And anyway, um, so. She was passed around amongst a bunch of different um, people that you probably heard of. <laughs> you know, um, I'm trying to think here. George H.W. Bush, 
Miguel de la Madrid, who was the president of Mexico, I think, back then. Uh, man, Dick Cheney is one of them. I know that early in the book. Anyway, um, so the lady went through hell, okay? And she had to get out of it by the time she was 30, because by the time you're 30, these people figure you're used up. And I think they probably think that, you know, you'll start thinking for yourself and, and you know, start resisting them and everything else. And and so they knew that at 30, they're probably going to cap her. And um, they, she had to get out of there. Well, she met this nice guy who kind of rescued her and got her out of there. And then they, they revealed all this stuff and everything else. But the book is amazing, um, Transformation of America. And it um, it's quite a read. And uh, some of it you're going to read it and go, that's impossible. That couldn't have happened, you know. And, and if you if you like George Bush or George H.W. Bush or some of the people that she writes about in there, you might not like her because of that, you know. But um, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt and, and, and believe her in what she's saying because I know these people that are in office are wicked. No matter how much they say they're believers in Yeshua, they're wicked. Sorry. Wicked, wicked, wicked. <laughs> Capital W. Um so, yeah, I believed a lot of the things that she says, and I still believe them. And um, but there's there's so many things that happen to her. It's almost like they're it's incredible. It's like it can't be that many bad things cannot happen to one human being and have them um, still be able to function. Okay, but um, yeah, Transformation of America, excellent book. Um, so. So why do I think there's so many uh, multiple victim uh, mass shootings um, in the last few years? Well, first of all, we're coming to the end of days, okay? And scripture is full of uh, references to what people will be like in the last days without affection, uh, hating mother and father, you know, the whole nine yards. And so with those characteristics, it's not hard to see how people would, their hearts would become rock hard, rock solid, and um, they can do things like this. Uh, Second, um, I think there's a big video game influence in it. Um, I can't prove it. Okay. That guy didn't want me to to give proof. Sorry, I can't prove that one swag master, but, um, but I think it'll come out someday that it's true. I have no problem with that. Um, and just the the fact that the government wants to mess so many people up. Uh, again, I, I will say that I think that a good two-thirds of schizophrenics aren't really mentally ill. They're just being messed with by the government. Now, that's my own thought, okay? And uh, and plus, <laughs> look at the look at the, some of the stuff that's pumped into the bodies of people that are in psych psych hospitals, okay? Um, I know they all got the COVID shot. Most of them did because they believed the lie. Okay. So now you got, you got people, um, you know, people with personality disorders, people with schizophrenia, people with bipolar disorder that are all controllable now through these little chips that you've put in your body. Well, if they weren't controllable before, they are now. Okay. And I feel bad for people that work in the psych uh, hospitals now because all the government, if the government doesn't like you, all it's got to tell is that one, that one patient, you know, beat the crap out of that, that nurse or that CNA over there and uh, they'll do it, you know, or they'll, they'll harp on it for so long that they'll do it. 
And uh, yeah, but I don't know. I just got a heart for people like that, you know, that are schizophrenic and because I really don't think it's all organic. I really don't. I think it's their byproducts that they've been messed with. And I think if you could sit down with them and they have any cognition about things, you could find out that they were, their parents were either involved in something weird, uh, government wise, or, or their, um, you know, a school teacher or whatever, you know, um, influenced them to come in and get something either transplanted into them or whatever. And now with all these little um, silicon chips that are floating around people's bodies, not silicon, um, the carbon product. Um, anyway, uh, everybody's a transceiver now, a radio transceiver. So that got the shot anyway. So, so folks, that's what I think is going on. Um, I think that it's all a manipulation. It's all something that it's a mass effort to try to get us to get rid of our guns. I, I have no doubt about that, but it's making the other guy so sick of the fact that you have guns that he wants you to give them up. Okay. That's what the whole thing is about. Um, and plus to rat on you when they come to collect guns. Oh yeah. I've seen him. He's got 20 guns in that closet over there. Yeah. Take them. They're right there. You know, um, and that's not far from the rumble possibility. Right. Um, so they're, it's, it's all being set up for a big end game. And I frankly, I don't know where I go on this because I would like to think that Americans would not give up their rights to, to carry arms and to keep arms. But I think that uh, America at large has become very soft, very um, the effemination of America, I call it. You know, my goodness, you can't do anything anymore without being told you're being mean. You know, you're mean is that the best you got are we on the playground here uh, you know did I kick sand in your face no um, so yeah it's it's a concerted effort to get other people so sick and tired of all the violence that's going on and blending it on the gun not blaming it on the fact that these people are Democrats not blaming it on the fact that they should have never been able to get guns because they're on medications like that uh, psych medications um, and it's just, uh, it's a big mess, it really is. but the Democrats always leave a mess behind the liberals, the Democrats, the progressives, the communists, the reds, the pinkos, you know, you name them, they always leave a mess in their wake. Okay. Uh, they're kind of like the people that are, you know, the, the beer swilling guy that's on the boat next to you and he's throwing cans in the water and he's throwing papers in the water and the whole nine yards. And you're really concerned about keeping it nice and clean. And, uh, and he's not going to do it, you know? <laughs> so, um, anyway, so, you know, folks, when, again, and I, I say it a million times on this show, a million times, at least when a government's pointing and going, look at that over there, turn around and look the opposite direction. Okay. Do not fall for their crap anymore, folks. Um, if they say, look to the right, look to the left, left, look forward, look backwards. If they say, look up, look down. And that's all the only advice I can give folks is that don't believe their crap. Don't believe their lies. Don't believe the junk that's coming from the news media. If it's coming out of your television or your radio, it's garbage. I'm sorry. Don't believe it. And 
just folks, if you if you don't know Yeshua, if you don't know Yahweh and Yeshua, you need to consider that now's the time because these two names that I use, Yahweh and Yeshua, what's Yahweh? Well, that is the name of God. That's whenever you see in the Old Testament it has Lord with a capital L, that's Yahweh. Okay. And Yeshua is the Hebrew way to say Jesus. Okay. It's actually Jesus is the Gentile way of saying um Yeshua, but everything's bass backwards. That won't be for much longer, but it is. Um but yeah, you really want to consider getting that insurance policy that the Lord gives out, that Yahweh gives out. And um uh and I don't make mean to make light of it by, by saying it's an insurance policy, but it is. It's um it's got the best benefits you can think of. Uh, once you belong to him and it, your whole life changes, it, it changes for the good. It changes for the better. And uh, you learn how to fight. You learn how to fight back in a godly manner. And that's hard. <laughs> uh, but you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And uh, so there's there's coming a time when you're either going to be a believer or an unbeliever. Okay. When I talk about believer, I'm talking about believer in Yeshua HaMashiach, uh, Jesus the Messiah. Uh, an unbeliever would believe in the Antichrist or whatever, you know. Um, but you're going to need the, all the uh, protection that Yahweh can afford you to uh, keep you safe and protected until the day he calls you home, of course. And that's another story. But uh, so anyway, if you consider it, um, don't believe me. Ask him if he's real. Ask him what he wants you to do if he's real. Um, and you might want to call him Yahweh. A lot of people call him God. But if every, I mean, you can if you want to call him God, but there, there's so many different gods in this world nowadays. You know, um, a few years ago, I was working at a pharmacy in Sacramento, <clears throat> and I sneezed. And I heard about 15 God bless yous. And I said, thank you. And then I got to my workstation, and I went, Wait a minute. God to that guy is Allah. God to that guy is one of the he, the um, Hindu gods. God to that person over there is Joseph or, you know, uh, wherever the Mormons worship. It ain't the God of the Bible. Um, you know, and so on and so forth. So I got blessed, or be maybe cursed by, you know, six or seven different people that don't believe in Yahweh, Yeshua. You know, it's like, so I went back to the workstation. I said, Lord, the ones that believe in you, I accept the blessing. The ones that I don't, I cast it to the four winds because I don't want that around me. Because a blessing from an unbeliever is, is a curse. Um, they want you to, they want you to be blessed, but they want you to be blessed in their religion and in their God. And I will not do that. So <clears throat> anyway, that have let's see, I go off of these little pew, 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 little offshoots so uh, the office we're still working on uh, office I mean the um, our new dwelling so all the wooden stuff is for so um, hopefully that'll be done by the end of August oh, I hope um, anyway folks uh, I'm going to get out of here uh, I got to download this and then upload it to a few places and stuff so um, like I always do, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he bring you the peace that passes perfect understanding. May it be a peace that you will know from him, 
and not from anybody else. In Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. Okay, folks, I'm out of here. See you Thursday with Brian. Bye.